drowning in my swamp! This is the Utterly Nonsense Podcast, the weekly show, or just the whenever we feel like show, where we talk about things entertainment related, sci-fi comics, just what's going on in our minds, and this is our 50th episode, we have come a long way since we started. And we have some returning guests with us, we have Paris, we have Mike, it's gonna be good. How's everybody doing? A-okay. Pretty, pretty good. I wanna die. You wanna die? Well, I'll give you a couple reasons not to die. How about this? You can spend some time with some good friends that we could talk about some nonsense. Well, I mean, I think that's what we're doing anyway, so let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. So we don't have too much this week, but we do have a couple trailers that I just want to get into. The first of which being Rambo 5 Last Blood. Now, this movie's been in development for a long time. I think ever since the last Rambo came out, they've been talking about doing it. Stallone says, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do another one, uh, number five. And I remember reading some crazy thing about... It being him against some kind of a government-created monster or creature or something like that. But eventually, we have what we see now in this trailer where I guess it's, you know, because of his past, he's built up a lot of enemies and they all come after him. And I've read somewhere or at least seen behind the scenes where he has uh, some kind of new family of sorts. I don't think it's like his, like he, I don't think he has any kids, but, you know, people he cares about. I don't know, like, so I watched the trailer right before we started here, and it is extraordinarily vague who the enemy is he's fighting. It looks like very much like a generic action trailer, you know? Um, yeah, it, it is very reminiscent yeah. of like, you know, Rambo 2 and 3, where he just kind of gets sent into a situation, and there's just a bunch of goons for him to mow down. It's basically every Stallone movie, let's be honest. Yeah, like, and- uh, they, they, they're all fun, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Like, I find that I just never get tired of seeing Stallone in a movie. Yeah. How about yeah. Expendables 4, then? Uh, Did they actually make a fourth Expendables? Cause I, I, I've Okay, I, it sounds like a thing that could exist that I've just completely spaced out on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, they were planning on it, but I think they just didn't get around to doing it. Because, you know, it's an ensemble movie, and in order for them to actually make that, they have to negotiate everyone's contracts, get everyone on the same schedule... You know, have a script that is at least half decent. I would understand. They don't really need to make another one. I don't want to see another one. I, th- I think yeah. they did enough. I mean, yeah, oh, I think that's like what you could say about a bunch of... Yeah. Well, Two. what's that on? Number nine is coming out, right? Or I guess there's Hobbs and Shaw. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's gotten pretty gratuitous at this point. But people keep paying to see them, so of course Hollywood's going to keep pumping them out. Mm-hmm. I will say this. This trailer does interest me more than the Terminator Dark Fate trailer. Really? Yeah. Because, I don't know, it's like with Terminator, I don't I don't want to see a, another rehash of what we've already seen. But I feel like with Rambo, I don't know, maybe this is kind of hypocritical. I feel like with Rambo, it's okay. Because I just don't get tired of seeing Stallone. With Arnold, I don't know, it feels kind of different. His new movies don't give me the same feeling as his, his classic ones, you know, like pre-governor era. Right. I mean, I was never like a diehard Stallone fan. Like, I enjoy pretty much everything I see him in, but like, I don't like outwardly 
love him the same way I love like early Schwarzenegger, you know, like I, I went through a phase growing up where I just was obsessed with Schwarzenegger movies, Terminator, of course, being like very near the top of the list. Um, so yeah, I, I think for me, it's different in that regard. Like I, I think I, I could never get sick of watching an Arnold movie, but, uh, Stallone, I could take him or leave him, you know? Yeah. Well, I kind of feel the opposite because like with the other things that we always talk about here, you know, sci-fi stuff, comics that I kind of grew up around. Stallone was very much always had a presence in my house. You know, Rocky was always the thing that came around. And, uh, you know, I've seen all the Rambos. I would I wouldn't say I'm like a longtime fan of them because I actually watched them relatively recently, considering the time that they came out. But I've just always liked stuff that he's in. Plus, he's Italian. So, you know, come on. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Me personally, I think I'm like, I'm kind of mixed because I feel like a, for me, both of them were kind of like in my, like a household thing. Like I always, I, of course, I seen like a lot of the Rocky stuff. Yeah, well, of course, you're in but, Philly. So, of course, you're probably <laughs> diehard Rocky. Oh, right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. A lot of that. Like everyone was telling me, oh, man, remember that bridge? Uh, it's not there anymore. You wouldn't have known it because you weren't born. And then uh, then there's also the Stallone stuff. You know, it was all. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, um, Sylvester's. Uh, Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, his stuff was also like I've seen more of his stuff than Stallone stuff because with Stallone is mostly just the Rocky movies and everything. Yeah, no, but I like, think Arnold for sure like has more diverse filmography. Like he's definitely gone through more questionable roles. He's definitely had like a lot more characters. Yeah, uh, for Stallone, it's either Rocky or Rambo. You know, like there's not much beyond that. Well, there, he's been in a bunch of other action movies like you know Demolition Man, Cliffhanger, Cobra. Yeah, there's been things here and there. Uh, Oh, what was that one with, with uh, Arnold's uh, escape plan? Oh, yeah. That was an interesting one. one. You know, they actually made an escape plan two and three that Stallone's actually in, but they, they're they like straight to DVD. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> really weird. Um, yeah. No, it's funny. Like, um, the one time I went to Philly, which was this past uh, March, you know, um, we ended up, like, for National Broadcasting Society, like, we do this whole advertising campaign every year where every chapter will make their own advertisement for the organization as a whole, but you have to do it entirely in whatever city the uh, annual convention's in. Uh, yeah. So we ended up actually recreating the uh, Rocky, like, training montage, like him running up the steps of the uh, Philadelphia Art Museum. Oh, yeah, and, uh, I think I saw that. Yeah, no, it came out pretty nicely, all things considered. Like, considering we shot and, and edited it all in less than a day, I think it came yeah. out pretty nicely. Although I feel like whoever had to watch that just kind of groaned because they're like... Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone who went to Philly must have done that same idea. <laughs> yeah, probably. Of course, we didn't see any of the other chapters, and we got there on the first day, so... You know. I don't want to undermine. I don't want to undermine it, but I do kind of like whenever I'm near the museum, I I do see people like trying to reenact it in some form. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling that ninety percent of the tourists who are in Philly, like specifically, have that one thing in mind. I mean, I would do it if I went there. You got to do it. Yeah. It's obligatory. Funny enough, I was taking this graphic design class this past semester. The last Photoshop assignment we had was literally like the professor sent us a picture of him posing in front of the Rocky statue, doing the whole like pose and everything. And, uh, our final assignment was just to do anything to this picture that we learned in class. So pretty open ended. Use this picture. Um, yeah, basically, I just switched switched out uh, his upper torso with Rocky's and vice versa. And, uh, you could have put him underwater, shitty. gave him a fishbowl helmet. Yeah, no, there's like a million things that could have done, but uh, that that just seemed the most obvious to me. So. Put him on the moon. I did it. I ran him on the moon. Okay. Yeah. So the the other trailer that we had to talk about was a character I know basically zero about. Swamp Thing. There's going to be a series on the uh, DC Universe streaming service. 
And I know it's it's a dark thing. It's a dark character, and it relates to the Justice League dark and all of those mystical elements. So the trailer kind of plays out like a, a horror movie. Like, it starts out, they discover some kind of, I don't know, plague, I guess. And it's like, we have to track down the source of this. And then, of course, they arrive at the swamp of the thing. And it appears. And it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm sort of getting the sense. And again, I just watched this trailer before we started. I'm sort of getting the sense that... uh He's not like the cause of it, but people are going to think that, that because he's this creature living in the swamp alone and this is sort of where the same thing's uh, originating, they're going to like uh, sort of equate it as being uh, an extension of him, like he's causing the thing. But I, I'm guessing there's going to be some greater force at work that's just not really divulged in the trailer. And they're they're sort of painting him out to be like a villain starting out. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the just not the I case. Got. Um, so I, I don't know much about the character. Um, I, ha- I have the actual Wikipedia article pulled up here. I'm like reading through it as we're talking here. Um, so there's been like a bunch of iterations about the character. Like there's been like, uh, seven different, uh, characters who have been inhabited the whole, uh, swamp thing, uh, uh-huh. moniker. So, uh, all I know is that Mark Campbell voiced him in some cartoon. Maybe it was brave and the bold. I don't know. I actually don't remember him being in Brave and Bold. He very well could have been since it was like a massive show. But uh, you know what? It's probably the new thing, Justice League Action. I think. Okay. Well, that's see, isn't that like more kid oriented? Like, I, yeah. I feel like Swamp Thing wouldn't make an appearance in that. You that's know? like just to sell toys. Well, I mean, they want to sell toys of everything. Yeah. There is a, a, a clip I saw where it's Mark Hamill doing the voice of Joker, Swamp Thing, and himself, like all at once in the same clip. It's like the Joker kidnaps the actor mark hamill and then he gets rescued by swamp thing yeah i mean so i'm sort of getting the sense um despite the fact that there are a bunch of characters who have had swamp thing as their alter ego um it seems like the species the partnerships the abilities are pretty much consistent across characters so like uh you know you'll always have a character with super strength with plant manipulation uh with elasticity um i guess control over plant physiology is also a thing um, so like regeneration yeah, yeah. So like poison ivy but monster kind of right like so that's the sense i'm sort of getting and he's also considered like a swamp monster and an elemental uh, in certain iterations so it sounds like he's pretty similar across these different forms it's just they've taken different origins with each of these characters and had had different motivations for each of these characters um, Swamp Thing was originally Vertigo, right? Or was he? Uh, yeah. Is that where Constantine crossed over to DC? I, I think you're right that he started off as Vertigo. I know Alan Moore had a decent writing arc uh, for him. And, you know, Alan Moore famously did a lot of his work for Vertigo. I think Watchmen might have been part of DC. But, um, you know, again, Vertigo is a DC imprint. So it's not like that wild of a uh, idea that there's some of their darker characters might have started off here and crossed over into the main continuity. Well, then there's like Constantine who has two different versions of himself. Yeah. Now, do you think with the inclusion of Constantine and Legends, because I don't think he's going anywhere. Now we have Swamp Thing. No, it's not going to cross over. Well, no, not necessarily that they're going to cross over, but Constantine has more, you know, uh, visibility. Now they have Swamp Thing. They were talking about doing a, a Dark Fate thing. Do you think that they're possibly setting the stage for a Justice League Dark live action something? Like a TV series, man? Maybe. I don't know. Because, I mean, Titans is pretty dark, and I feel like the whole... yeah thing with the trigon and all I that want another so, Zatanna. yeah i mean so i'm thinking it would probably fit on dc universe if they wanted to go the tv route with it but i i, I like again constantine i don't think it's going to make an appearance in this realm it's like they're they're basically setting up another dc tv arc you know 
Like, um, we know Titans and uh, Doom Patrol both take place in the same universe. I can assume Swamp Thing is also taking place in this universe. So they're building onto, like, a DC universe within the DC universe, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I think, yeah. I do have a question. Yeah. Um, wasn't it, like, I, I, I think I've seen Swamp Thing in different rules before, but isn't he, like, normally a villain, though? No. Um, so as far as I can tell, and again, I'm not super familiar with the character. I'm like f- fully all the research I've done has been basically Wikipedia and a few other articles. Uh, he's usually considered a hero. He's usually considered a superhero, not even an anti-hero. So uh, hmm. I, I, again, I, I don't know too much about him, but it sounds like he's never really inhabited a pure villain persona. Well, I know one thing. His priority is always the forest, right? He says protect the green. Yeah. Like, he, he would prioritize... Well, he protects plants. nature overall. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's how he gets involved in, like, any other type of crisis is if the earth is in danger and mother nature and all that. Yeah, right. I guess like Aquaman with the ocean. He He's the uh, the Aquaman of the forest. He's Plant Man. There you go. Plant Man. Ant Man, meet Plant Man. Plant Man, Ant Man. Spider Man, Ant Man. By the way, quickly, who would win? Swamp Thing or Groot? Um, that's a good question, actually. I think they're similar enough that uh, Swamp Thing. Like, it'd probably be pretty. Wait, 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 wait. Like MCU version of Groot, or uh, which Groot? MCU Groot or comics Groot? Uh, comics Groot. Oh yeah, uh, probably Groot. Really? That surprises me because I would think Swamp Thing has like he controls all plants, whereas Groot's just himself. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I think it depends on the actual iteration of the character, but uh. Yeah, from what I can tell, there's been a lot more versions of Swamp Thing, so it'd be a hard matchup to actually make. You know, I'm sure someone's made that argument before, but uh, just off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. So yeah, that's about it. Swamp Thing, kind of a mystery. Um, I think I did read somewhere that they planned the series to be longer, but they cut the amount of episodes for some reason. I don't know if that was budget or they just couldn't decide on like the direction or the script or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so so far, what we've seen in terms of original content on DC Universe has been pretty solid. Uh, the trailer here looks pretty solid, so I can't imagine it's like a uh, difference of opinion or like an outwardly bad series type of thing. But uh, yeah, I, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, my initial guess would be that it's uh, probably just an issue of like budget. You know, um, again, DC Universe is still receiving just a relatively small amount of funding compared to like the DCU or even Arrowverse. <laughs> So, you know, that that would be my guess. It's a budgetary thing. Hmm. Well, I guess that makes sense. Now, veering a bit off of DC, one broader thing that I kind of wanted to get into is, uh, what do we think the future will be of Marvel in general? Because I know they're kind of steering into the whole streaming service thing, and they say that, you know, these newer shows, these spinoff shows are really going to be integrated with the MCU somehow. I know at least two of them are going to take place in the past. So, like... What, WandaVision and Loki? Uh, no, I was thinking... Yeah, 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 actually. Both of those. Although Loki, you know, again, we don't know where he went, the uh, alternate yeah, version Yeah, but that was an alternate timeline. Right, so the show, yeah. I feel like it could be about that alternate timeline. Yeah, so, I mean, again, I think we're still sort of waiting to see what's going to happen with uh, Disney Plus, with uh, the future of Marvel on the television stage. Um, I, from what I can tell, a bunch of those independent series are going to have nothing. Like, there'll have been events that have already happened in the MCU, so it's not going to have, like, a drastic impact on the storytelling of the films. Uh, like, well, then there's the Bucky and Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah, Bucky and uh, Bucky and uh, Falcon. The Falcon, yeah, which will clearly be after. I, I'm assume he'll have the shield. 
I mean, we're assuming. Um, yeah, I guess th- that would have to make sense because otherwise, like Bucky's been in Wakanda like the entire time leading up to Infinity War. After that, right. they both got snapped. And so. not just that, like in the next four years, what movies do they actually have a place in? Like any uh, of these characters? Right, right now, I mean, the only films they have announced in the future of the MCU is uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, the Black Widow solo film. So it- it's pretty wide open at this point. Black Panther two, Doctor Strange two, Guardians three. So none of those have actually been confirmed yet. Like we we're assuming they're going to happen, and I think that would be a pretty safe well, assumption. Well, they have to make. Fu- they have like what six? They have six uh, release dates. Just yeah, they have only like, two of them have yeah. So, I mean, they have a bunch of blank slates, so it wouldn't shock me if uh, they built onto that a little more. Like, I, I think it's pretty safe to say they're probably going to get Guardians 3 out there relatively soon. They're probably going to get Doctor Strange 2 out there for a while, uh, pretty soon since it's been a couple years but since like, that released. And the character is probably going to replace Iron Man as being uh, that personality in the MCU. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, we, we're really just speculating at this point. There's really not too much hard evidence we have to go off of. Well, hey, at least Thor gets to continue somewhat into the MCU. I'm pretty sure, like, this is probably the point where they're going to... I'm wondering if they're going to move away from... The Avengers arc is like it's over, so... I was just going to say... Right, yeah, I'd agree. It's time to, like... It, like Now that we're moving past that, aside from just, like, Thor, I get, who's, like, the only one I think we could probably go further with since he's with the Guardians now. Yeah, right. Or at least well, there's Thor and there's Hulk, Hulk who's... Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess the Hulk arc is sort of over at this point, unless they do like a Red Hulk thing with uh, Thaddeus Ross since they brought him back in uh, Civil War and Infinity War. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like the original six Avengers, it's really like Thor's probably the only one who has any sort of arc that's still ongoing. And uh, again, I think he's probably going to be a big part of Guardians 3, and then they'll probably do something with the character beyond that. But yeah, I guess it really depends on what James Gunn's feeling. Quick, 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 quick side. Did, was the point of like the ending of the end game, were they going to look for Gamora? Was that like the Gamora from the different universe stayed in that one? Is that what it was? Well, so, I mean, that Gamora stayed, I, I think we're assuming she stayed in this timeline and just sort of wandered off. Uh, it, it's vague enough that anything could have really happened. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I think uh, Mike has to head out. So uh, if we just want to say bye real quick yeah mike is about to get snapped out of existence so uh this is his farewell for the show you, entirely Papa. he's he, we're never inviting him back again wow <laughs> yeah so uh let's just well, throw in you. a snap here <laughs> and just show a picture of him disintegrating and we will be good to continue see you later mike goodbye for goodbye mike goodbye guys mr stark i, I don't feel so good and there he goes <laughs> okay i think he's gone well, yeah, so I was going to say, uh, I, I got to say, I don't feel that the characters they have remaining in the MCU can carry it, like, you know, Iron Man yeah. and Cap did. Like, you know, yeah, Doctor I mean, Strange, for sure. I, I don't know. Captain Marvel, definitely not. Yeah, so I mean, Who else do they have? Guardians, I think, will end with three, right? So that'll be done. Yeah, as far as I know, like, they're not planning anything beyond three, and it would be a, pretty consistent with the MCU to this point if they uh, ended the trilogy there. Um Thor, I don't know if they're going to do any more solo films with since he had his end of the trilogy. Of course, with Ragnarok being probably the most popular film in the Thor trilogy, it would make sense that they'd want to get more out of the character if, uh, you know, Hemsworth's still willing. Uh, Again, we really don't know. And you're absolutely right that a bunch of these characters who are the new phase of the MCU really can't carry it on their own. Like, they sort of alluded to the fact that Falcon's going to be taking over for Captain America and there's probably going to be some camaraderie between him and uh, Bucky. 
Uh, Black Panther, of course, is pretty universally popular. Even if you weren't a fan of the movie, the character is really well-developed. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's great in the role. Uh, Captain Marvel, even, like, the movie was, honestly, in my opinion, lousy, but uh, the character is becoming more well-developed. Like, I think she was a little more likable in Endgame, and if we really just change that creative team around, they could definitely work on that a little more. So, it, like, we're at a turning point in the MCU, for sure. It, um, they have to really play the next few films well, and they just really have to plan how they want these characters to take over. Yeah, because I, I feel like, you know, the original characters were developed with the intention that they would always be a team, but these are all independent, so, right. like, can they even have a team-up movie? Will they? I feel like it's just going to be kind of like DC now, where they're just going to focus on solo ventures. It's probably gonna maybe it'll, uh, like you know grow into something soon, but it probably won't be anything as big as like Endgame or like a uh, Infinity War for like a while, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's probably gonna be a few years at least. I mean, it, it's I'm gonna give it like four years after uh, the next phase of the MCU begins for it to have another team up movie. Um, at, at that point, I'm not sure what it would look like. If it would just be like a new Avengers type thing, if yeah. it would focus on a different part of the world or different part of the universe altogether. One thing we failed to mention is that I'm pretty sure Spider-Man is reverting to Sony after Far From Home. Uh, yeah, but it's widely believed that he's going to be like the contract's probably going to be renewed. They're probably going to bring him back into the MCU for more films. It, it, it just like wouldn't make sense for uh, Marvel to have done so much with the character just to write him off to Sony. So yeah. I, I'd imagine he's probably still going to have a place. I heard rumored they're going to try and bring in the X-Men next. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. Even if X-Men is ending. Yeah. Dark Phoenix is basically X-Men Endgame. So yeah. like, are, will they be willing to even reintegrate them into the MCU so soon? I feel like we won't see them for a while either. Yeah, I don't think they're going to bring in any of those characters per se. Like from what I could tell, if they're bringing in the X-Men, it's going to be another like pretty hard reboot. Uh, aside from like Deadpool, who's you know pretty much immune to any uh, studio interference, wouldn't it be great if um, they bring in Deadpool and they don't recast Cable and they bring Josh Brolin back as Cable? I think that's probably what they'd do. I'm imagining like the Deadpool universe, like it, it's sort of independent on its own at this point. Aside from that uh, brief X Men cameo in Deadpool too, yeah. Um, it, it, it's self-contained enough that any of those characters are probably safe if they wanted to d- uh, do anything else with them, especially like the portrayals of Cable and Domino were so well liked by fans that they're probably going to want to bring back those characters as well. Um, Ryan Reynolds for sure is irreplaceable. Like they, they could not cast another Deadpool if they tried. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe sometime far in the future, but definitely not anytime soon. Yeah. Of course, we know Danny uh, DeVito is coming back as Wolverine, so uh, that'll be fun. Obviously. The best there is of what he does, <laughs> which is what exactly? Uh, Playing short characters? Well, technically, Wolverine's only like 5'2 in the comics, so Hugh five, Jackman three. was the weird one there. Five, I, I've heard 5'2, so... Uh, it's, no, it's know. 3. The point I know is he's sure. short. Point is he's short. Yeah. Well, what if the next thing they build up, although I... Because they already kind of went universal threat, but... um. I mean, logically, the next, I guess, comparable threat would be uh, Galactus if they wanted to do some kind of team up. But yeah, but even that, I don't know if they would just leave that for Fantastic that just, that, Four. Yeah, they'll be bringing back the Fantastic Four. Would they be willing to do that? Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm thinking they're they're probably going to bring in Fantastic Four organically. Like it seems like it would be a lot easier to bring in 
them than it would be the entire X-Men or the entire mutant population outside of the whole multiverse thing, which they're setting up in Far From Home. That would be a lot of new actors. That is a fair point. Yeah, exactly. It it would be tough to, like, get that all in over the course of a few movies. You know, like, I'm imagining that they would probably make X-Men, like, soft rebooted on its own or they would either introduce them as part of the multiverse or i i don't know like it, there's still a lot of questions we've I th- I actually talked about this to. on a previous podcast so yeah because x-men um, existing is kind of endemic to yeah. humanity it's like they were always there but with right. fantastic four now i know the new direction they're going in is more cosmic and in the fantastic four get their powers from cosmic rays so they could just as easily say they sent up a team of astronauts after after Endgame, and then boom, they got hit by the cosmic rays, and oh look, Fantastic Four! There you go, done, rebooted, easy. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking they're probably going to do. Again, it's sort of like a similar situation with Spider-Man, where yeah, there have been a bunch of Fantastic Four movies made over the past decade, but um, it, it's far enough away that they could easily recast the original uh, four members, and you know, I don't think anyone uh, will remember the contained. 2015 version. You mean Finn Forstick? Uh, did anyone even see that? Uh, I saw it, and it was terrible. <laughs> Like I saw legitimately one of the yeah it was yeah. one of the worst superhero movies ever made like hands down. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I saw the, the the trailer for it and based on that alone I thought it would be a terrible movie. It was not a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what they should do? They should um bring in from the multiverse the uh, Roger Corman version of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> bring those guys in with the rubber oh, uh, thing suit and all that and all the classic Problem costumes. Solved. At least they got yeah. Doom right in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they haven't been able to nail Doctor Doom at this point. I, I've also heard speculation that he could be the next big bad of the MCU, which, uh, you know, it could make sense that the Latvian government's developing under our noses. That, that could be interesting, just since he's, like, consistently one of the cooler villains in, MC, in uh, Marvel lore. Um, I wouldn't mind that. He'd definitely give um, Doctor Strange a run for his money, because, yeah, sure. you know, Doctor Doom also studied all the mystic arts and everything, and all the tech stuff. Yeah. He's got the best of both. Yeah, and he's, like, considered... One of the uh, most intelligent villains in the MCUs or in the uh, Marvel continuity. So, yeah, and yeah, there you go. Yeah. There, that could be your end game for a re- Fantastic Four revival. That could be, they could be Venom, like a something. They, that could be like a yeah. maybe like an introduce in a in the Doctor Strange too. Like if they like maybe like could they be. give hints of it, like Guardians Three or something. Because um, then like yeah. then you know as it moves into uh, second Captain Captain Ah <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so going back to Galactus, um, I, I could see him being a major threat, but uh, like, I, I don't know, in the wake of like Thanos, it'd be hard to like develop a character like that over a long period of time, you know, um, mm-hmm. really world eating isn't like a universal threat. It's just a world by world threat, which, you know, it would suck if you right. came to Earth, but uh, that could be the next step with Captain Marvel. Well, it could be. I, I don't know. I'm really hoping they don't go any further with Captain Marvel until they just ah, completely hire a new writing and uh, directing staff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, speculation is as it goes. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's the simplest summary. This is just our conjecture. Going briefly off topic. Did you guys see that uh, Captain Marvel deleted scene? No. Watch deleted scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, so this has been trending on like Twitter and Instagram for the past couple days. Um, so basically there's this scene in Captain Marvel where she basically steals the guy's motorcycle and like, he basically tells her, Oh, Hey, you're, you look a little tense. Maybe you should smile a bit, you know, cause it's Captain Marvel. But, uh, oh, God. and, uh, apparently in this deleted scene, which they cut out right from that moment. Cause like in the movie, it cuts straight from him saying that to her stealing his bike. Uh, apparently she beats the shit out of him <laughs> for essentially telling her Great. to smile. 
Great, dude. That that is some fantastic female empowerment right Feminism. there. Yeah. It, so it's just a, like so many people online are like praising that decision too. It's it's just like so poorly carried out. I I, I mean, you can definitely see why they cut it out. Th- that would be far even for like this team, you know? Yeah. Well. I don't know. I think they probably put that in as a response to a criticism of the trailers. Like, why the f*** does she have a straight face the whole time? Yeah. No, I mean, they're pushing it a lot. She's, like, completely unemotional for most of the movie. So, uh, the fact that a lot of the movie's arc is, uh, like, the career trying to get her to suppress her emotions. It, it's like, she's already suppressing her emotions, so it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. Like Again, she was a little bit better in Endgame. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, again, she, there was a lot less for an Endgame, too. So, it's, uh... uh yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like how she explicitly states, "Yeah, you're not gonna see uh, anything of me for a while." Thanks. Bye. Yeah, all that build up for like five minutes of screen time. Yeah. So that's about all the speculation and complaining we have. But um, since this is our uh, semi-centennial episode, we are, I would say, at a bit of a crossroads because we know sometimes the segments do better than the, po- the main podcast video itself. Um, we want to do more reviews and get those out quicker and not strictly have them only set into podcasts. So if you're listening, if you're a subscriber, if you've been watching us for a while, if you've been watching us for five minutes, give us your feedback. Tell us what you think. Should we make more short clips and uh, kind of walk back the podcast to, you know, uh, less of a frequent schedule? I mean, I was thinking of doing that anyway, because I feel like making shorter you know, videos come out more faster would get that YouTube algorithm going. You wouldn't believe, like, I took one week off, or we took one week off of making videos, and it's like, the next time, because we were getting decent traction on the segments up to that, and then the next time I posted them, they got almost no viewership. They got nothing. So, I don't know how this whole system works, but, you know, if you're listening to us, then we're listening to you. Give us thoughts. How should we proceed with the channel going from now? Because I know one guy said to CJ at uh, some kind of podcasting thing at, at the uh, NBS convention. He said, you don't really have a podcast until you have 100 episodes. Right. Right? Isn't that what he said? Yeah, that's basically exactly what he said. And what he meant by that was it takes like a, an obscene amount of episodes to really get an audience, to really uh, get comfortable speaking in front of an audience. Um, and, you know, we're definitely getting there. We're definitely getting more traction than we did when we first started. But it's it's the kind of thing that it, it's always going to be an uphill battle, like until we actually get a really strong audience. So, you know, we're always working. We're always improving. We're always looking for criticism. We're always looking for feedback. Yeah. The main thing is I don't want us to get to 100 if we ever do get there without evolving and just, you know, be stagnant, have the same, you know, small audience. Not that we don't appreciate a small audience. We definitely do. But, you know, we want it to grow. We want to to get better, more relevant. So any ideas, if you have any, anything you would like to see, do tell us if you can. And there's no reason why you can't. So just do it. So this has been Utterly Nonsense. You can find full episodes of the podcast. You know where, segments, you know when, audio platforms, you know, all in the description and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, I've said my piece. That's it. Ape and music. Play us out.